Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only miss heather dubrow what is going on heather i mean fancy pants is back in the building yeah what was i thinking david uh heather i don't know what you were thinking (laughs) but you know what i have to say welcome back i mean I'm so happy to have you back. Listen, you were on this podcast before with Mr. Terry Dubrow. We had a nice, lovely chat. You said, never say never. We had a moment. Well, I guess truer words have never been spoken, right? I guess. You know, I, I can't remember the last time I saw you, but I, I may have known then. I don't, how long ago was it? It was 2020, I think. Oh, March. no, it was way b- it was way before. Well, you know, here's the thing. I mean, look, as you know, you explore every opportunity. You don't say an immediate no. I really thought though, that when I left the show that I had checked the box, like it felt like I had done my job. I left well, and I didn't really see the purpose in coming back. But when they called me, I laughed and then um, I thought about it. And, and, you know, like I said, you explore every opportunity. It's an amazing platform. And I really thought, you know, when Max came out a few years ago, 
we were sort of inundated with a, a lot of wonderful support. And then also these tragic stories about people that were estranged from their children, people who said their children had taken their lives uh, because they didn't have a safe space to come out and all this. And I thought, okay, so we've got these four kids, they're different genders, different sexualities, different places in their lives. And maybe we could open conversations in other people's families. What I didn't realize when we started, I mean, I had no idea that Katerina was gonna talk about being a lesbian. I, I mean, I just didn't. I mean, I knew, but I, I you know, there, there are stories to tell. So um, I didn't know that was gonna happen, but I, I was so proud of her and glad that she felt comfortable to do that. Absolutely. Did you have any reservations? I mean, I know, you know, listen, one thing I took away as a viewer is like, look, family is everything to you. I mean, I know you probably didn't just say, let me check this box and go back. I mean, I'm sure you talked to all the children and Terry, like, did you have any reservations? And did Terry or the children, like, who was the most hesitant to this idea? I mean, probably me. You know, Terry always saw this show sort of as folly and, you know, he's a doctor. So for him, it was like, oh, that'll be amusing. And, and he was of the same mind as me with the platform and the kids and everything. Um, the kids were all thought it was a great idea, but you know, with the kids, it's like, they think it's a great idea until you say, hey, throw a microphone on and we're gonna, we're gonna go to an escape room. They're like, oh, really? <laughs> so, you know, they like the idea of it more than the actual filming of it. Um, but I think I was the one that had the most reservations because it's a very difficult show to do. It just is, it's a lot of work. It is a full-time job, um, you know, and I have a podcast, Heather DeBrose World, I do twice a week. I have a YouTube channel. Terry and I, you know, have written three books together. We've got our skincare line on Shop HQ, Consult Beauty, and, um, you know, we, and we have Seven Year Stitch, which I'm sure we'll talk about, um, that's coming out March 1st on E. And so there's a lot of other things. And I, a mom of four kids, like I have a lot going on. And so to add Real Housewives of Orange County onto my plate wasn't, you know, just like a, an easy, like, oh yeah, sure. That sounds like a good time. Right. I mean, like you said, you know, you have all these things going on and right. It is a full-time job. How has the show changed in the five years you were gone? So when I started and what's crazy is it was 10 years ago because I was on the show for five seasons and I left for four, but because of the pandemic, it equated to five years. So it's, it was actually, when we finished the season, it was actually the 10 year anniversary of when I first started. Wow. Now, when I started the show, um, I had no, I didn't know these women. I mean, I was literally just plucked and plopped in the middle of this group and they were all very connected and had relationships. And I was a total fish out of water, but, you know, very quickly formed my own relationships. And, you know, by the time I left, I felt like with almost everyone, you know, I, I was close with. When I came back to the show, I felt in a, in a very similar manner that I was plucked in the middle of people I didn't know, except for Shannon. But what struck me and what I have realized the audience has been saying for the last few years is that the show didn't feel connected. And I understood why, because when I showed up, I like couldn't even tell who was friends with each other. It was just odd. And of course they had let half the cast go and hired new people and, and all of that. So it really was a reboot rebuild. What I thought was interesting was watching what happened during this whole season. And when you get to the end of this season, it is very clear that there are real friendships with people and who is connected. And so that's why I keep calling it a transitional season as it should be. That makes a lot of sense. And I know that, that you have called it a transitional season. I know that that was part of your 
wanting to come back in addition to, you know, your children are older and showing their stories. And, you know, it was like helping to rebuild and all these authentic relationships. What do you say when someone like, you know, like does someone from another franchise have a right, you know, like Margaret Joseph's just said, like, she doesn't see it, you know, like, should people from other franchises be commenting on this? And do they really know? You know, everyone's got opinions. I would hope that we're all a big sorority and support each other, but you know, everyone does have their opinions. But I think, I think the truth is it's like, you know, I came back and, uh, you know, I feel like the, you know, people ask me, was there a lot of pressure on you? I, you know, to me, I didn't think so. I wasn't like, Whoa, so much pressure on me. This is an ensemble show. The show is greater than the sum of its part. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts, right? I'm just one cog in the wheel here. But here's the thing, you know, when you come in, like, let's say there's a, you know, there's a company in trouble, right? There's a company in trouble. What do you do? You come into the company, you cut out the dead weight, things that aren't working, and then you rebuild. And you rebuild in the desire to have success and get the company back on its feet and, and have it thrive. And I think what we've done this season, um, and not that I went in thinking this, but as I think about the season and what we've done and how it ends, I would tell you that, that, that we did it it was done correctly. And when we end this season, by the way, in a way I've never ended a season before, very odd and fun and strange. Um, I think as we end the season, it is very clear that the future is bright. I like that. Anything you want to elaborate on this strange ending that none of us have ever seen before? No. I didn't think so, Heather, but you know, you can't, <laughs> you can't blame a girl for trying, right? No, no, not at all. Do you think, so do you think Margaret Josephs will be eating her words at the end? I think Margaret will have her opinions and, you know, I get it, but, um, I, you know, I think it's up for the audience to decide. And you didn't feel pressure, you know, cause it was touted as you know, that one of the best opening scenes in Housewives history. We see Chateau Dubrow and you're walking and hello, you know, and it was put out there like Heather's being brought back to elevate this series. You still didn't feel, you know, with this word elevate, like you didn't feel any pressure. No, not at all. As a matter of fact, I was joking. I was like, yeah, well, you know, elevated, classy and elegant, you know, quickly deteriorates into snobby, pretentious and whatever, you know, you can't, you can't win. You can't win with everyone. The people that wanted to see my house are, you know, upset that I'm showing my house. The you know, you, you just, you just can't win. But I will say this. I mean, with all of the nonsense that comes and the drama and all of that, just having those scenes with my family and the amount of messages that we received, you know, about the kids and the things they're going to and the way we parent and the conversations we have it touches my heart and and I love that we're affecting people. And even if we affected just a few families and a, and a few people, that would have been enough. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine, you know, if you, if this housewife's thing and the QVC and seven year stitch and botched and everything else you guys don't have going on, you know, you might be like doing TED talks for like PFLAG around the world, Heather. Like the way <laughs> it's been handled has been, just truly touching to watch as a member of the LGBTQ plus community myself. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And, you know, I always say this, but like I grew up in a house that nothing was discussed. And so our house is the polar opposite. <laughs> Sometimes they don't really, the kids aren't really excited about talking <laughs> about everything, but we do have a really open household and, and I'm really proud of 
my kids and my family and my marriage and not that we're perfect because we're not. And, you know, we have daily struggles. I mean, yesterday was a, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, you can say whatever you yeah, want. Yesterday was a shit show. I mean, this one was like going off about that. that you know, it's like, it's like with marriage, you know, I always say in a relationship, when you have a partner for a long time, there are good days and bad days. There are good weeks and bad weeks. There are actually good years and bad years. You know, it just, it is what it is, but it's how you get through it. That makes a lot of sense. Well, you and I joked about your house before we went on. I mean, I was one of those people that was thrilled to listen. We see Gina. What, what do you say about your relationship with Gina? It's kind of like big brother, you know, it's kind of like big sister, little sister. You know, we see Gina understanding like the importance of towel warming draws and, you know, talk to me about Gina. Um, she's great. You know, I immediately connected with her. We did that New York thing, which, you know, so we had sort of a common bond and, um, I just liked her. I really just liked her energy. I, you know, I, I take people at face value and uh, people have asked me if I went back and watched old episodes and all of that. And I didn't. And in the same way, when I joined the cast the first time, I didn't go watch the shows because I wanted to meet people authentically and form my own opinions. Um, Cause I think everyone's allowed to be who they are in that moment and not have to, you know, worry about what they've done or said in the past. So I just immediately clicked with her. Um, it's funny. I know I'm older than her. And and I actually, Terry is the same age as her parents. And so, and you know, so I'm 10 years younger than them. But, but I, it doesn't feel that way. You know what I mean? We're both moms. We're both New Yorkers. We're both, you know, we're in a friend group together. And I always thought it was fun to have friends at different, you know, ages. Because you can learn a lot from people that are younger than you and people that are older, you get a different perspective on things. So we just clicked immediately. I love watching it. Have you or Terry or any of the kids ever gotten lost in Chateau Dubrow? I mean, like I no. said, it is so big. <laughs> Definitely not. But sometimes their friends do. <laughs> Listen, but love seeing it. You could do your house tour every day, Heather, and I would tune in. Well, if you go to my YouTube channel, just so you know, um, if you go to YouTube and you put in Heather Dubrow, there, I did a full tour. I've I've watched lots of it, but everyone listening to this that hasn't should go to your YouTube channel. It's every if you're into design, cranny. yeah. If you're into design, I didn't actually show everything just for security reasons, but that makes a listen. I, we saw the portico share that. That's really you know that's the highlight for me. No, actually, <laughs> the champagne bell in the closet. Come on now. Well, listen, it hasn't all been smooth sailing. Like, what do you think it is about Noella that she just doesn't like you? You you can do no right by her. Yeah, although in every interview she gives, she says I'm threatened by her. Yeah, she I, does say that. I know. Okay, whatever. Um, what is it? I, I would tell you that uh, when I met her, I had only met her. Uh, so I, we had lunch together. Uh, Noelle and Nicole and I at Nobu. And then um, she came to my house for the party, which I really didn't get to talk to her because, you know, chaos ensued very quickly. And then I saw her at uh, Emily's house for Shane's party where we were fine. Great. I brought her a little present for being sweet to Max and, you know, everything was fine. And then all of a sudden she came over to my house and started telling lies about me and making up stories and all this nonsense that's been perpetuated. And so my thing is like, I just don't like inauthenticity. 
you know, be who you are, be yourself. Don't lie about people. Don't make up stories. Don't try to create drama for drama's day. Not only does it not work for me, it doesn't work for the audience. That's my, that's where I was headed. I mean, in the sense that, you know, you hear like Vicky say, well, she's tried to get on the show for years, or I think yeah. Tamara said that, and you see a picture of her and Vicky, like, do you think it's inauthentic in the sense that I've come in, like studied about housewives and listen, you are the OG that the return of Heather Dubrow, like that was a big thing. Like if I want to make my mark, I, this is the target I need to come against. Yeah. I mean, I, Noelle has been very, you know, clear about the fact that she's watched every franchise, every episode she grew up on the show. She knows things that we don't remember. Everyone thinks I know everything. I'm like, honey, I don't remember any, you know, I mean, I remember the big things, but not these small details like everyone no, else. No, she remembers every tiny detail and it's disconcerting. And it's like, it's very difficult to, you know, talk to someone who knows you on a weird level like that. People will always say, you know, you can't find anyone to do a reality show anymore because everyone's watched them all and it, they play it like a game. I actually don't believe that's true. I think it's true for Noella, but I don't think it's true in general. I mean, I think Dr. Jen um, really hasn't gotten a fair shake this season. Um, she's wickedly funny and very smart. And um, she, I, I don't think you're seeing that part of her personality, but also she is very willing to tell her story in an authentic way. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I, she's like a controlling person. I mean that in a good way, like I'm a controlling person too, but you know, she's a doctor, she has a veneer, she's a professional. And for her to come on and talk about her marriage and what is going on, like it was, it was so sad and so much for her to be able to do. To me, that's an authentic person and that's someone who actually wants to show their lives. Totally. And like, do you think that's overshadowed by, you know, Noella, Noella, Noella? I do. I could see that. Hopefully she'll get another season. And because I, I feel too, like we're just beginning to scratch the surface with Dr. Jen. Yeah. And next week on the show. So I, we invited, so what happened was when, um, when she came to Shannon's party and told us everything that was going on, she asked if she could come over to our house. And so I, I, I had a little dinner party. Yes. And I invited her and her husband and I invited two other couples that are good friends of mine that have been married for many, many years. And so I thought this would be, uh, you know, a good way to show her what functioning couples look like, but you'll have to wait and see what happens. I cannot wait to see what happens. You mentioned like you came back and all chaos ensued. Like how serious were you on a scale from one to 10? You know, when you stop production, like right here you are, they, they come after you never say never. You're minding your own business. You didn't wake up and say, I think today I'm going to tell Terry and I'm going to go call Bravo. So to do all of this, you make your decision, you talk to her and then like right away to have this, like how serious were you? Like, you know, when you were stopping production and like, I I'm done guys. It felt like a betrayal. I mean, it just did. It felt like, you asked me to come back. I came back. I've opened up my house and my home and my family. And I get like attacked and ambushed in my house at the very first party. And it felt, it all felt so calculated. And I felt betrayed by so many people. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that feel like I overreacted and blamed Shannon. Um, I think that there's more that comes out at the reunion that people might understand. And maybe they won't, maybe people won't agree with me, but you know, 
that I, I don't know. I think that I think that people will understand more why I felt the way I felt and why I reacted the way I did. Who did you feel the most betrayed by? Um, Shannon and production. I mean, that's understandable. Can you please clarify this? Like, here you are, you know, there is this narrative out there that, you know, you're Heather Godfather Dubrow. We could put like an Italian, <laughs> we, we, we can change you from a nice Jewish girl from like Westchester to like, you know, a nice Italian girl from Jersey, you know, that you put the kibosh on Nicole James and said, she's out of here because you, she spoke up about something. Didn't happen. As a matter of fact, I tried to talk her into staying. I like Nicole. I've known Nicole for like seven years. We're not, we, we're never like best friends, but we're friendly. And I would see her at events and, um, you know, I had a, a baby shower for a friend a couple of years ago. She was there, you know, friendly. Always ran into her at a restaurant. She's always nice. Never have heard her say an unkind word about anyone. I ran into her. They had asked me to bring a friend on and I had ran, run into her at a restaurant. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so perfect. She's beautiful. She's got this great lifestyle. She's so nice. She's fun. She likes to have fun. She's got this great family. You know, I, I thought she'd be perfect. And so I talked to her. I'm the one that brought her on the show, ironically. And then when all this went down, she and I were fine. This was, you know, what happened happened 20 years ago. And um, so last week's episode of Heather DeBrose World, you can hear Terry talks about um, what happened because there's like some, there's a lot of misinformation out there, but nothing happened. It was a lawsuit. She dropped it. There was no settlement. There was no, nothing happened. Trust me, if we had to pony up money, you'd think we wouldn't remember? We'd remember. This was like just something from 20 years ago that got dropped. And I felt so bad that I had brought her onto the show. And then she was ambushed in my house. I mean, like it was, of course I wasn't upset with her. And then I wanted her to stay because I was like, all right, well, that's over. You're good, just stay. But it really, I think the show just wasn't right for her. It's not right for everybody, right? No. Well, right. Like you had nothing to hide. It was 20 years ago. You wanted her to stay. What do you say, you know, like, do things always come out? You know, allegedly we look at like Jen Shaw at Salt Lake and what she's done, Erica Jane and Tom Girardi, allegedly what happened mm -hmm. with like Teresa Giudice, not comparing that to your situation where there was nothing and there was like, but all these things that come out, you know, infidelities, like, I mean, do things always come out? Like if you're going to join Housewives for anyone out there looking. They do, but but then there's also people on the show that try to dig for things and find things. And that I have no tolerance for because there's a code on our show. You don't go after careers. You don't go after kids. That's, that's the thing. You just don't. Right. That's like real life stuff. This is a big deal. I, I agree, you know, and I, I personally think the audience doesn't, I mean, they want it, but they don't, you know, they like, I think like I, the audience likes what we like. They like petty drama. She broke the bow off my cake. She sat in my chair like stupid shit. And, and you know why? Because in real life, that's what happens. And yes, sometimes the big thing happens in an authentic way that you like, you know, truth is stranger than fiction. And we're here for it and we want to see it. But it, it but not everything has to be that. Right. And when you go digging for it, it's not authentic. Now you're forcing no. this. Like we're having a dinner that has nothing to do with this. Why are you even mentioning this? This is a strange segue here. I mean, think about it, David. What could have happened also is 
we could have been drunk on a trip, but it could have come up where we could have laughed about it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Or maybe it would have come up anyway. I have no idea. I just know that it was so long ago and Nicole wasn't bugged by it. We weren't bugged by it. So why did this become a thing? Totally. Well, speaking of, you know, your new show, Seven Year Stitch, which premieres tomorrow on E! at 10 p.m., everyone. You know, we see you give this advice, you know, to Jen. We, we know Jen Armstrong is going through stuff in real life. And Noella, even Noella, who you, you know, have issues with, you said, like, you wouldn't wish this upon anyone. You know, it's clear as a viewer that you and Terry have this great marriage. So I first talk to me, let's set the premise for Seven Year Stitch for everyone listening that doesn't know what the show is about. Okay, so what we're doing is we're taking couples that are in that precarious seven year mark, you know, like the honeymoon is over and real life is set in and they're looking at you like, oh my God, what did I do? I can't stand this, I can't stand that. And we are separating them for seven weeks. And in that seven week period of time, we are doing full body, mind, soul, makeovers, internal, external, to try to make them their most confident, best selves that they can be in an effort to sort of, stitch them back together and bring them back together. The thing is, you know, it's an experiment. Like if you make someone feel their most confident and their best self, they also may go, you know what? I don't need that person anymore. So it is sort of a uh, concerning to see if we're going to succeed or we're going to fail. Totally. Like sometimes you're just like, wait a second, I have a total makeover here. Like, why am I with you? Right. And I just want to say, this isn't about like having a plastic surgery and a big, you know, physical makeover and saying that's what's going to help your marriage. But the truth is, is that sometimes you have something about yourself that makes you feel not confident. Like, you know, if you've had a lot of children and, you know, your breasts are, you know, not what they used to be and you feel so bad, like you can't be intimate with your partner. Like there, there's things like that, that really are hurdles to overcome. Right. This isn't like the swan. Shout out to no. Terry Dubrow's brilliant, the swan. This is a whole. This is a whole new thing because people will say, you know, you guys are couple goals. You guys have been together for 25 years. How do you make it happen? Or there are people that, are, that will say, um, well, you know, if I had their money, you know, we'd be okay too. It's not just about money, but it is about resources. And so what we thought was, okay, game on. Let's, let's help people. Let's give them our resources and see if we can help stitch couples back together that really should stay together, but just don't have the resources. That makes a lot of sense. What is the best piece of relationship advice, you know, you can give someone, you know, through this process of seven year stitch and being married to Terry for so long? Well, you know, I usually joke could say separate bathrooms, but, um, which is true. You really do need your own bathroom if you can. Um, but, but honestly, I mean, Communication is key and you've got to work at your relationship every day. Careers get in the way, traveling gets in the way, kids get in the way, family gets, you have got to always pay attention to your relationship. What about, what advice, well, what Bravo couples, you know, we look at you and Terry as viewers and it is, to me, it is couple goals, totally, completely. Like you've been honest, like when you guys had your bad year or whatever, mm -hmm. but here you are. I mean, what Bravo couples would you turn to? Not necessarily from the OC that stick out as kind of, you know, couple goals. I think Kyle and Mauricio are great. And I think um, uh, the Vanderpumps are great. And um, who else? Who else has been together a long time? Lisa Renna and Harry it? Hamlin. 
Oh, I love Lisa and Harry. Yes. Love Lisa and Harry. Um, is that it? Joe and Melissa Gorga seem pretty happy. Oh yeah, they do. They those do are so literally, happy. those are the ones that, I, that would have come to mind. You know, and we also have now Julia Lemigova and Martina Navratilova, our first openly lesbian housewife on Miami housewives. They seem pretty happy too. Yeah, I love that. We love that, right? I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority, and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water, and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all-in-one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla a cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You guys know that staying youthful is very important to me, and that's why NAD Plus supplementation is an important part of my health routine. Basis by Elysium Health is the most trusted source of NAD supplementation. Their product basis is clinically proven to increase levels of NAD by 40%. As I age, which I'm not happy about, this is so important to me. Did you know that NAD is found in every single cell of your body and it's responsible for creating energy and regulating hundreds of cell functions, but the body doesn't have an endless supply and the levels decline as you age. Now that I take basis, I have to tell you guys, I've experienced less fatigue and more satisfying workouts. I mean, it doesn't hurt that, you know, Elysium Health has dozens of the world's best scientists working with them and eight are Nobel Prize winners. And here's a special offer for my listeners. Go to trybasis.com slash velvet and enter code velvet at checkout to save 10% off basis prepaid plans 
as well as other Elysium Health supplements. I am loving getting my fit on. Fit on is the number one premium free fitness app. I originally turned to fit on to help slim down, but now I turn to fit on not only for my daily workout experience, but for personalized meal plans, advice from celebrity trainers such as Julianne Hoff, Gabrielle Union, Lindsay Vaughn. In the past 24 hours, talk about variety. I took classes such as The Taste of Zumba, Deepest Sleep Ever, and Kiss My Ass. Yes, and please. There's so much variety and they're always adding new classes. I never get bored. Pilates, bar, yoga, kickboxing, cardio, strength, dance, meditation. And yep, all of this could be done right from the comfort of your own home. Join over 10 million people getting their fit on. Work out for free anytime, anywhere. Text ROPE to 64000 to join fit on for free. Text ROPE to 64000. That's ROPE 64000. I've been so busy lately. I've been neglecting so many things in my life and my hair is no exception. I don't even want to tell you how long I've been going between washes and trying out all sorts of freaking new products. But I had finally had enough of this and I'm like, listen, it's time to get serious. And I hit the reset button with Clarifying Detox Shampoo from Way. What I loved almost instantly about Way's Detox Shampoo was it felt my hair afterwards so luxurious, clean, refreshed. I honestly felt like I started to reverse the damage I had done. And I love the smell, rose, lychee, cedarwood, mm, white musk, bergamot, yum. When you're ready to undo some damage, hit the reset button with Way Detox Shampoo. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code VELVETROPE to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code VELVETROPE. Decorating a home certainly isn't easy. And I know because I just bought a new apartment. Yep, I'm moving on uptown. And one of the places I turned was Jenny Kane Home. I turned to them to help me curate this new space and make it the space of my dreams. Jenny Kane Home has everything. I'm obsessed with their pillows, their throws, their candles. They also have great sofas, chairs, benches, beds. It's so effortlessly Californian. The Harbor Sofa is so comfortable. It's inviting. It's amazing. And what I love the best is it's so minimalistic. It comes in natural linen, ivory linen, or my favorite, charcoal linen. Create the space you'll never want to leave at JennyKane.com. Get 15% off your first order when you use code VELVET at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I. I-K-A-Y-N-E dot com, JennyKane.com, promo code VELVET. I know we have a lot of fun here and talk about reality TV and all the drama, but at the end of the day, listen, what really matters in our lives is our relationships, especially those with significant others. In times like this more than ever, having someone you can trust and talk to is so important, but even the best relationships hit bumps in the road. That's why I find Talkspace so important. Talkspace therapy gives you unlimited access to a licensed therapist so you can clear up the confusion and focus on what matters most, being the best person and partner 
you can be. I mean, I'll be the first to admit I am not good at relationships. In Talkspace, listen, whether you're married for years or re-entering the dating scene or just trying to get comfortable with being single, talking to a therapist can really help. Join Talkspace today and start the journey to happier, healthier relationships. Just visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code VELVET at sign up. That's $100 off Talkspace.com, promo code VELVET. I have to tell you about a new nutritional product that I started using called Athletic Greens. Now, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health, I wanted more energy, and I wanted an optimized immune system. Well, let me tell you, what I love best about Athletic Greens is it's easy. I personally don't have, didn't have, and never will have time for any nutritional product that is complicated to use. So here's the thing. Athletic Greens, you take one scoop and you add eight ounces of water, and that's all you need. Also, the other thing I love about Athletic Greens, it actually tastes great. And it's inexpensive. It costs less than $3 a day. Also, I love it. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMO. So there's no nasty chemicals or anything artificial. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash velvet. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash velvet to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. What advice would you give? Like we have, just speaking of some of your OC cast members from the past, we have Vicki Gumbelson who just went through this public breakup with Steve and now Vicki's, I mean, what advice would you give to Vicki and like what type of man does Vicki need? Oh my gosh. Vicky's so fun. I just hope she finds someone that is, you know, ready to go through life's adventures with her because she really is, she has a lot of love of life. She loves her family. She loves to have fun. She loves to work. I mean, she's just a, she's a very whole person, but I hope she finds someone that, that really has her love of life and, and has their own money. That would be a good step in the right direction, yeah. right? What about Megan King Edmond? She went through this very public breakup with Cuffy Biden. Yeah, I love Megan. She's so sweet. Um, uh, you know, I, Megan too, I hope she finds the life partner that she's looking for. She's a super, again, she's a very bright girl, very pretty, great mom, um, works her ass off for those kids. And um, I hope she finds her equal. I hope so too. I think they're both great. Vicky, especially I have a soft spot in my heart for Vicky when it comes to filling her love tank. Speaking of former RHOC cast members, Tamara Judge (laughs) recently said, she recently accused you, I don't know if you saw this, of like self-producing. And she said, I think the problem is she's an actress at heart and it's kind of hard for her in front of the camera not to self-produce. I think Teddy said that. Teddy also, they both said that. Yeah. Um, I think that's bullshit. That's what I think. I think it was bullshit. And actually Tamara and I texted about it the other day. Um, cause I was like, what really, what are you talking about? You've known me, you know, me better than any of these girls. Are you out of your mind? You, what are you talking about? I, if you think I have time to self-produce and listen, here's the truth about this show. When you think you are smarter than the show, you have lost. So if you think you are self-producing and writing scripts and knowing what, it doesn't work. 
It doesn't work. And going back to like me sitting down with Shannon and acting like a mob boss. Look, I lo- I, when I watched it, I laughed. I was like, oh yeah, it looks, looks pretty dramatic. Although I do tend to be a little dramatic. But the truth is I was so upset. And again, at the reunion, maybe you'll agree. Maybe you won't agree with why I was so upset, but I was so upset. And I wanted to be very clear that this w- is never happening again. Did I well, take it too far? Did I did I sound too crazy? You know, I don't know. But in that moment, that's how I felt. Well, I think you were definitely very clear. Not in so many words. I've used that speech many times in my life since. So there you go. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Do you even know Teddy? Have you ever met Teddy? No. I don't know Teddy. I haven't met her, but I always thought she seemed nice. But I mean, I, I just find that preposterous. I don't. I mean, I just don't. I agree. And I think the audience is too smart. They can tell. A hundred percent. And that's why I feel like you're seeing a lot of backlash against Noella these days because everyone's saying, and because she's told so many interviews that she's watched every episode, people are like, she's just brings all this for, you know, drama's sake and and all of that. I think it's really obvious what someone's self-producing. I think so. And even, I mean, I'm not saying you're doing this, but is that even such a bad thing? Like, isn't, to me, it's like, are those two things totally incongruous? Like, can't you, like, you look at some of the greats, like Lisa Vanderpump's been accused of this, Bethany's been accused of this. Like, isn't it possible, not really to self-produce, like to be authentic, but still kind of give the audience something of what they want? Well, I mean, I think that you have to be a little, there's nothing wrong with being goal oriented on the show, meaning um, like, all right, let's use Shannon for an example. So Shannon's got a company, right? She's got a company. She's a single mom. She's trying to make her company work. She wants to show her company on the show. I I mean, you can consider that self-producing. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to bring it up on the show and all of that. I'm so sorry. Hold on one second. It's okay. Max, come say hi. Come say hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I love you. Have a great day. Nice to see you during your impromptu cameo. <laughs> I love you. Text me when you get there. Okay. Um, so 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 you could call that self-producing, but I mean, that's normal. You, you know, this is a platform. There, there's like a give and take to being on the show where we are willing to open up our lives and show the good, the bad, and the ugly. And what we get out of it is this platform to promote what's going on in our lives. So, I mean, you could call that self-producing too. Totally. Love seeing Max. What about this? And I'm not coming for Tamara today, but I mean, she does just keep talking. What about this statement she recently made that, you know, she would be a little bit hesitant about talking about my minor child's sexuality. And I think she's referring to Kat in this, yeah. um, you know, and, but then she does go on to say, you know, I don't know, this is a quote, you know, one daughter came out as bisexual and another daughter has come out as lesbian. I just don't know what I would make. Oh, I just don't know that I would make that my storyline. I saw that. That's why I texted Tamara. I go, what are you, why are you saying that? So, I would never use my children as a storyline, ever. Um, My kids have their own stories to tell. And for example, with Max, you know, I knew she was gay way before she came out. She came out publicly in her own time when she wanted to. It had nothing to do with me. That's when she came out. Now, was that 
part of the impetus for us coming back, as I told you earlier, yes, because I thought, okay, well, Max is out. Um, that's something that we can, that's a, let people see how normal this is. And yes, of course, that was something in the back of our minds. And it was something we discussed with her before we came, before we made the decision to come back on the show. Hey, this is something that we think is interesting and could help people. How do you feel about this? And she was like, yeah. So you saw she had written a book. We did a book party. We talked about it. It was all very, you see Noella running up to her. Oh my God, you're bisexual. But you're like, Max isn't weirded out by it. She's like, just fine. And, and that's where I thought that was going. Of course, I knew Kat was gay as well, but Again, it's her story to tell. And it wasn't a big, like, because you saw it, it wasn't a big coming out conversation. It was actually, I mean, it was supposed to be just this moment where we were gardening. So I have four kids and it was like, I was, as I usually do, I do alone things with my kids. And so we have this edible garden on the side of our house and Kat wanted to turn one of the um, planters into flowers. And I was like, sure. And so, you know, it was during the filming time. I'm like, let's film it. And she's like, okay, great. And so we sat down to film it. It wasn't an intended conversation. It just was the conversation. And that's where this show is, can work really beautifully and, and not just be a shit show of drama and this and that, and have these authentic moments with your children or your parents or your friends that, you know, resonates with people. I'm so proud of the fact that she felt comfortable with cameras around to even have that conversation and, and be open about it. And even afterwards, I was like, hey, if you're not okay with that, like I'll call the producers and talk to them and say, she was like, no, fine. Right, like that makes sense. I mean, at that age, like if she wasn't, I was like, why is that on camera? You could have probably called and had a talk with someone. I guess, but it was, it didn't go in that direction. But you know, what's, what's, so ridiculous about Tamara saying that is that, you know, I mean, clearly that means there are people out there that that's what they do, right? They parade their children around, they make up storylines, they manufacture storylines, all of this stuff. I don't do that. My, my brain would never work in that direction. Right. Just, I'm just curious, you know, as a, gay man like did you know I mean not before but like did you know that your children were like bisexual lesbian before they even told you like not came out just had a conversation I mean not that you sit around I mean you're a mother you obviously think of things in your children's lives yeah um with Max a, a little bit like I wasn't surprised but I wasn't I didn't really think about it um I was surprised with Kat because Kat um, it, it, yeah, she was boy crazy for a while. I mean, like crazy boy crazy when she was like 12, 11, 10, I don't know, boy crazy. And so, um, then she went through a period of exploration where she was talking about, you know, all different kinds of pansexuality, like all the, and, and she's the one that taught me, uh, non-binary and all these terms and all these things that I didn't grow up with. I didn't know new concepts for me. And she's so smart and so well studied. I mean, she's a, a brilliant student too. I mean, she's just very bright. And so I would come to her and I'd be like, hey, I saw this, you know, you know, explain to me the difference between, you know, this and this. And she would. 
And so I, you know, it was really, I got such an education from her. That's why I think I even said it. I can't remember. I think I said in that scene, I think I said, I've learned so much from you because I have, but I with Kat, I didn't know. That makes sense. Listen, I'm a gay man and I didn't even, I grew up, you know, it's a different time too, closer to yours, obviously, than your children's. And I also didn't understand things when certain th- terms when they were first introduced yeah. to our generation, Heather. Yeah. I was like, what? and I was like, okay, I, I understand this, maybe more being gay, but not necessarily, you know, so that's great. But I was just glad that, you know, she was so open and honest. And, and I think, honestly, I think it was not very nice of the two of them to talk like that. It's not. I mean, do you think ex-housewives that are not currently, I mean, you're always a housewife, maybe you'll be back. Do you think housewives that are not on the show anymore should just not talk about it? You know, look, I think that post-housewives, you have to find your lane, right? And I think that if you are making a living or extending your brand through a podcast and you're doing like an after show and you're giving your opinions and stuff like that. A lot of people do that sort of thing. And that I get, I think if you're making, uh, trying to make a living off of poaching on former castmates and, you know, just spreading hate and vitriol, I, I have no time for that. And that's not a great lane to be in. When you say and that- I'm not talking about Tamara. I was just going to say, I assume you're talking about another ex-cast member of yours. But I mean, that I find pathetic. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Now that you're back in our lives, I mean, are you happy you came back? Are you happy that you were part of this season? I mean, it's such a double-edged sword. I'll tell you that I'm super grateful for the platform. And it was a, it was not an easy season um, for many reasons. And, um, but, I, but I, I'll say like those scenes with the kids, I would say I would have done it again. That makes a lot of sense. And you have no regrets from this season or do you have any regrets? Uh, yeah, of course. No one's perfect. Of course I regret things, but that's what the reunion is for. <laughs> That is what the reunion is for. How is Terry doing these days? And does he still watch himself on Botched each week when it's on? He, he watches himself on a loop on Botched. Um, he's great. He's fantastic. We were just, uh, we were in New York doing press and uh, we were there for Valentine's Day and we had a great time. And then we took a couple of the kids to Aspen and did a little snow. Two of our kids hate snow, two love snow. So we went and did that. And, uh, and now we're back. You are back. Well, as we wrap up, you know, we are, you say we are going to see a lot of stuff as we end the season, authentic connections. It ends in a way we've never seen, sets it up for next season. We have this reunion, you know, listen, if I were in Vegas and I was going to put the money down on like the red chip, I would say, you know, you're going to be asked back, Heather. So, you know, I assume you're going to definitely sign on that dotted line when that contract is put in front of you. I mean, let's see what happens. Let's see how the reunion goes. Let's see. Let's see. And you know, you never know. You never know. By the way, you met my my buddy, um, Eric Vitro was here recently, right? Did he call? Yes, yes, he was here. Did he call you and tell you that? Because he, we were just doing this talk and I was like, you know, yes, you've worked with Ariana Grande and this one and Camila Cabello and Travis. I was like, 
we can talk about that, but I need to talk to you about Heather Dubrow because I see her, <laughs> I see her on your website. And so, I mean, what, like explain this to me. And then he explained that he worked with you and, and then did he call you afterwards? Cause he says he was going to call you afterwards. He did. He's the loveliest guy, isn't he? Amazing. Loved, yeah. loved. He's the best. I was like, I think when he realized just how housed this podcast was in Housewives, he was like, let me call Heather and just make sure she's okay. <laughs> that I, you know, I was like, it was a lovely, beautiful story. Like it's, it's okay. I just, you know, you He's see the all best. these people and I think he worked with like Bette Midler and I was like, we can talk about Bette Midler later. I'd like to talk about Heather Dubrow right now. <laughs> he's worked with everyone. He's, he's, I'm nobody. He's worked with every top musician on the planet. It's crazy. The stories this man has and, and his name is Eric Vitra and he's got a podcast. Oh, do you know the name of his podcast? I will share it when this comes out. I forgot what it was. Okay. And so, but he's got the most amazing stories and he's so talented and he's the best guy ever. He was one of those guests that, you know, he was pitched to me and I'm like, okay, sure. And then when we started talking, I was like, oh my God, A, like you said, then I just, you felt, you feel someone's energy. He was amazing. And I'm like, I love you. You've been like the best guest. He has so many stories and just like, we bond. By the way, you would die if you went to his house because he's got this wall of pictures of everyone that comes in to work with him. And it's everyone. It's just everyone. It's I crazy. Hope, I hope, you know, I mean, I, when I looked on his website, that's how I was like page after page. I'm like, wait a second. But then like on, on page three or wherever <laughs> it was, I was like, wait a second. Are my eyes deceiving me? Like, no, I've known him since I was like, I, I don't know, 22, 23. He didn't even understand when I was saying like, you know, Heather Dubrow, he's like, oh, wait, Heather Kent? I'm like, yes, it's the same Yeah, person. Heather Page Kent. He knows me as Heather Page Kent. Um, and he said great things about you. And then did he call you and say fancy pants? Because he didn't understand what the name fancy pants was about. <laughs> he's so funny. He knows nothing about pop culture. He's hilarious. Oh That's he's, he's authentic. Well, yeah. he's great. You are great. Seven Year Stitch. I am so excited to watch this Thank show. You. Listen, say hi to Terry and come back, Heather. You got to come back. You know, like this has been great. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So March 1st, tomorrow, 10 p.m. on E. Everyone watch. Thank you, Heather. I can't wait to watch. Thank you. See you later. Bye, honey. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. 
Thank you guys. See you soon.